Welcome to Asphalt Talk, a podcast by and for asphalt professionals. Join our expert hosts as they tackle real industry issues to pave a smoother way for asphalt suppliers and producers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Asphalt Talk. I'm your host, Dale Williams, with the Missouri Asphalt Pavement Association. Today, we're sitting down with Nicole Hood from ODOT to discuss Work Zone Awareness Week. How are you doing today, Nicole? I'm doing great. It's Friday. Nice to see you, Dale. It's good to see you. Um, You know, as always, Nicole, it's always great to see you. And I really kind of look forward to our discussion about Work Zone Awareness Week, which is coming up, uh, I think, April 17th through the 21st. But before we talk about that, I thought maybe we'd spend a little more time getting to know a little bit about yourself. Um, You and I went to college together, which seems like it's almost a, a long time ago now. Yeah, for sure. Time flies. Yeah, it does. So how long have you been with MoDOT now? Well, it is hard to believe I've actually already been here 27 years. So um, time certainly does fly. It does. I uh, I just spoke at a conference earlier this week and I started telling people how long I've been in the industry and 27 years. Um, it's, it's hard to imagine you've been, been doing this this long, but uh, it's been fun, right? Yeah, it has. Definitely. I've definitely enjoyed it. So before you became the state highway safety and traffic engineer, what were some of the other positions you had at MoDOT? So when I first started at MoDOT, I um, joined the planning division, but I actually, I've been in planning, I've been in design, I've, uh, I've been in traffic in the actual field side of the house, so in the district on the traffic side, and then project management, um, as well as the leadership role as the assistant state design engineer. So I've worked in, in several different positions, both central office and um, central district at the time was district five. It's been great. You have you've crossed a lot of uh, different uh, areas in your career so far. Yeah, that's what I love about MoDOT. Lots of opportunities for that. Yeah. So what's the favorite job you've had? You know, this is a tough question because um, I, I, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. Um, I have enjoyed all of my jobs. I've been able to just work on several different projects on the, the design side of the house. As I mentioned, I was a project manager, but also the assistant state design engineer. So a lot of involvement and opportunities to be able to include safety and just other innovative um, ideas and concepts on projects like the shared four lane project down in Camden County hurricane deck bridge replacement project, um, other innovative ideas like the J-turns, divergent diamond interchanges. But now I've been able to take a lot of those experiences and been been able to um, bring them into my current role as the state highway safety and traffic engineer. I actually did um, the first high friction surface treatments in Missouri as well, kind of touching a little bit on paving, I guess. But um, I've been able to take a lot of those projects and take those opportunities and influence the direction at a statewide level now for highway safety and and, um, traffic, of course, just across the state and even nationally. So I can't say a favorite project, but it's it's been a lot of um, engaging projects that I had the opportunity to work on. Well, you know, you you bring up the the high friction surface treatment, and I don't know where the first one was at in Missouri, but outside the MAPA office here, there's a high friction surface treatment in these turns that uh, has definitely made a difference. I know um, before they were on there, usually the, the number of accidents you, I could hear or witness pretty much on a weekly basis, especially on a rainy rainy Friday afternoon, folks going to the lake, and now it's 
it's almost, I don't know when the last time there was an accident out there. So the, those high friction treatments. That is the first one in Missouri. It was the curves there, the Madison curve um, in Jefferson City. So yeah, that was the first one in Missouri. Well, very, very successful. Just uh, curious, did you always want to work in the road construction industry? You know, probably not until like my senior year in high school is when that clicked. I um, I didn't even know for sure I was going to go into engineering, but I had a probably the favorite um, professor I've ever had, Dr. McGarrah from University of Missouri at Columbia. He came to a career fair and just talked about the opportunities with civil engineering and how it clicked and tied in with road construction. And one thing led to another. And yeah, I ended up going to Mizzou and then came to MoDOT. Well, we have something in common. I think uh, Dr. McGarrow was one of my favorite uh, professors when I was at Mizzou as well. Yes, I loved him. So, you know, maybe just kind of dovetailing in, who do you, who is your most important professional mentor? Um, you know, this is another um, tough one because I can't really say one particular person. I've I've been fortunate to have several great just supervisors throughout my career. And even though they were my supervisors, I considered them my mentors. They really did help me develop, um, help me grow. Um, they shared their knowledge. They just shared their experiences with me overall. So that's what I really appreciated. The fact that they challenged me, they gave me the opportunities. They let me lead some of these exciting projects that I've talked about. So Several supervisors. Um, once again, it's hard to just pick one. I could list several names, but I'll probably just go with that and just say, yeah, the supervisors throughout my career. Yeah, certainly understand that at different points in your career, you have different influences. I think I'd be hard picked, hard pressed to pick just one person because I've had several that have been influential for myself. So when you're not at work, what kind of hobbies do you have outside of work? Well, I absolutely love to be outdoors. I just love to spend time with my family and my friends, uh, walking, fiddling around with my flowers outside, you know, gardening. gardening. Um, we bought a Jeep not long ago, love to go on Jeep rides. We have a tight knit of um, neighborhood friends that we hang out with. So just chilling with them, hanging out with good friends and just outdoor activities. So what's probably the most important lesson you've learned over your career? So for me, it's definitely all about the people. It's at the end of the day, it's the people that matter the most. You know, I've talked about all these projects that I've worked on and of course I've enjoyed those. Um, so it's not the projects, it's not the meetings that I've been attending or just the leadership conferences and things that I've gotten to go to. It's the people that I work with, the people that I've served over the years. I have been able to touch just so many lives with the projects that I've worked on as a public servant and that's really what's inspired me throughout my career. What do you think the biggest challenge you're facing in your role right now is and how are you tackling it? I would definitely say it's the number of lives that are lost um, on our roadways. Folks just simply traveling across, you know, from one place to another. Um, last year, we had 1,057 people that were killed. So, of course, we want to move towards zero roadway deaths and... Each and every one of us has a role um, to play in trying to move Missouri towards zero roadway deaths. Um, for me to say in general how we're tackling it, um, I would say just big picture wise, Show Me Zero is Missouri's strategic highway safety plan. You can find that out on SaveMoLives.com. There's all kinds of strategies in there. Like I said, that each and every one of us can do um, 
to, you know, to take our part in trying to change this unfortunate trend. So it's a hard one to get your arms around for sure. Yeah, it is, especially with all the distracted driving and cell phones and everything else people have going on in the car these days. Exactly. So, you know, if you could go back to your, your when you were 18 years old, is there a piece of advice you'd give yourself? Yeah, mine would be don't stress over the small stuff. And it's interesting because I do have an 18-year-old. Actually, she turned 18 just this week. Um, she's still trying to figure out what she wants to do, you know, as far as college. And I have a, a 20-year-old and a 23-year-old. And I remember definitely stressing over just the small things back then. But life is short. You know, enjoy it. Um, and, yeah, don't stress over the small stuff. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Work Zone Awareness Week, as I mentioned earlier, it's coming up on April 17th through the 21st. Could you give us maybe a little bit of background on the history of Work Zone Awareness Week in Missouri? Yeah, so um, the National Work Zone Awareness Week has actually been around more than 20 years. Um, and this is going to be Missouri's second time that we've hosted the kickoff news conference. We did that back in 2012 in St. Louis. So Overall, just in general, I mean, it's an opportunity to, to advocate for work zone safety, and we want to bring attention just to the importance of everyone's safety as they travel through work zones. That's pretty impressive. I didn't realize this was the second time you'd been selected to uh, to host the, the kickoff event. So I'm, I'm planning to attend the kickoff event this year. Could you maybe tell a little bit about what all is going to happen there and if people want to get involved, how they could, could do that? Yeah, so the national kickoff event, it is going to be held on Tuesday, April 18th. So I don't know if we mentioned, but National Work Zone Awareness Week is April 17th through the 21st. So on the 18th, we're going to have the kickoff event. It's at um, it's called the Lieutenant Corporal Leon Durapt's I-70 Missouri River Bridge, which most of us know that as the Roachport Bridge. So that's an ongoing bridge construction site in Columbia or near Columbia. So we'll have a statewide news conference. It's going to kick off at 10 a.m. on the new bridge, you know, the new bridge that's overlooking the Missouri River. We'll have several federal and local guest speakers in attendance. And then we do have the daughter and the granddaughter of a fallen MoDOT worker who will be part of the, the uh, speaker. Um, and we will have the event live streamed on MoDOT's statewide Facebook page. Um, it is invitation only just because there is limited space um, due to the construction site. Um, so but I would certainly encourage folks to uh, go to MoDOT's Facebook page and you will be able to see it live streamed. Okay, that's great. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about distracted driving a few minutes ago and it's probably one of the biggest challenges we face today. You know, how are things trending? I, I, my gut tells me they're probably going the wrong way. Um, yeah. Are we, um, are we seeing trends improving or where are things headed? Um, no, I mean, we're continuing to see a lot of distracted driving. So um, last year, 2022, we had 411 work zone crashes um, that involved distracted driving. Um, of course, we're trying to urge drivers to always stay alert and we're reminding highway workers that they need to expect the unexpected behind the wheel because of the distraction of drivers. Um, so yeah, I, the trend is not moving in the right direction. Of course, we're advocating for a hands-free law in Missouri. 
Um, there's been a little bit of movement on that in the Senate. Um, we're hopeful that the House will move some of the legislation forward on that. Um, we'd like to be able to have that in Missouri to help maybe address, you know, some of the trend that is moving in the wrong direction. Well, hopefully it'll get across the finish line. The, the, the Capitol seems to be more functional this session than last session. So hopefully as, as we get close to the finish line, see some of that important legislation move. And now a public service announcement from our sponsor, May Create Design. 1992 called, they want their website back. Stop apologizing for your crappy site and stop working with that company who thinks hot mix is the latest snack craze. Work with folks who have been speaking your language for the past 17 years. And get a website that's not a gigantic pain in the you-know-what to build. Visit maycreate.com, that's M-A-Y-E create.com for a free consultation and quote. Because if you think your website sucks, so does everyone else. So, you know, you talk about work zones and you know, that's probably most, I shouldn't say the most important, but it's very important to our members here. Um, you know, we've had, I think last year we had one member that had two fatalities and you know, we're always striving to, to make them as safe as we can. Can you talk about maybe some of the initiatives MoDOT is implementing to make work zones safer? Yeah, um, I, I might just mention a couple, like even some of the innovations that we've had. One of them that I've been involved in is a, it's a TMA flagger. So um, some people might also know it as an automated flagger device, but this was an innovation actually at MoDOT. And it's it's a it's a tool that we have to improve the safety for our workers. And what it does is it removes the actual human um, flagger from the roadway and it puts them safely in the cab of a truck. So um, the truck actually has a truck or trailer mounted attenuator on the back of it. Um, but the actual truck also has signs on the back of the truck and it will um, give messages to the traveling public about you know stopping or slowing down. So your typical flagging messages and it will share these messages with folks as they're approaching the work zones. So that's an innovation um, we have. 25 of those now across the state that we're using here at MoDOT. Of course, protective devices are very important for workers. Another thing that we have been focusing on is what we call real-time digital alerts. So um, this is an example where we have um, equipment on our MoDOT fleet. So it's 500 of our MoDOT vehicles and our emergency response vehicles, where if you turn the light on, that's on, you know, on the, on the actual vehicle, then it will send an alert to oncoming traffic um, as they're approaching the actual work zone vehicle. And it will relay a message to folks that there is a, you know, like a hazard ahead, they should slow down, move over. It will relay that message through tools such as Apple Maps, um, Waze, or other in-vehicle navigation systems. Um, Missouri actually just recently, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Work Zone Data Exchange. It's a, it's a national initiative through um, USDOT, but we actually just shared our Work Zone data information with um, the USDOT. And this is, it's an opportunity. It's all about having consistent work zone language for communicating work zone activities across all states. So my understanding is what they do is, like I said, we shared our work zone data. So like where the work zones are occurring in the state of Missouri, um, the time frame for, you know, when those work zones are occurring. 
we shared that information with them and it's a consistent language. They've taken that information, they put it in a portal. And now what they've done is they're making that information available to third parties. So for instance, there could be third parties out there who wanna take that information and share it with the traveling public. So really it's a goal of being able to share consistent work zone information with the traveling public to anyone who's traveling, even if they're in Missouri or if they're in you know, Arkansas, Illinois, they'll have that information available to them to tell them where the work zones are, when they're active, um, so we can alert motorists and try to avoid some of the, um, you know, the crashes and things that are occurring, um, and just giving them advance notice. So that's another, um, I think, an exciting technology that um, we've been focusing on in an initiative um, with the USDOT. We have other things too. Um, we've been looking at virtual reality technology for training of our employees for work zone safety. It's one of those things where you can, you know, they can wear a set of virtual reality goggles. They can actually experience a simulation in which they drive through a work zone, experience this before they even put those boots on the ground. Um, they can see what a setup of a work zone is, you know, what they need to be looking for as far as the quality of signs. Um, we have other, like we have the autonomous TMA that Missouri is piloting right now. Um, we have two different districts, uh, the Southwest District and the Kansas City District. They've been piloting the autonomous TMAs. And really the idea is it is two uh, trucks. You have a leader and you have a follower truck. And the follower truck, both of the vehicles have connected vehicle technology in them. Um, and the way it works is the follower truck will follow the path of that lead vehicle. Our goal is ultimately to be able to remove the driver from that back vehicle, because that's where we experience the majority of our crashes that we have, folks running into the back of our trucks that have the protective devices on it. So that's another technology we're hopeful um, we can finish those pilots. Of course, we would need legislation to ever be able to remove you know, a driver. Missouri doesn't have that legislation right now for autonomous vehicles. But it's another area that's exciting. We've seen a lot of progress in that area and we're hopeful that we can continue to move forward um, with those types of technology. Protect the workers, you know, try to get them from having to even put their boots on the ground. Yeah, I think that's really important. The more people we can keep out of the work zone, if you will, the, the safer it is for everybody. Yes. I want to circle circle back just a little bit. You talked about like Waze and uh, Apple iMap. Um, I was mm -hmm. going to St. Louis earlier this week and I was using, I use Google Maps. I'm a, as my kids call me, I'm a boomer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, as I was driving along, um, my Google Maps alerted me. So there was an object in the lane ahead. Is that kind of what you're looking at? Is there, would you get a, an audio alert, say work zone ahead, left lane closed or something like that? Yes. Or, and I love the fact that you said audio alert, because of course we do want people to, to set up, you know, make the settings so it is an audible alert because we don't want them to have to be picking up their phone um, to do that. But yeah, even yesterday I was out, I had to go to Kansas City and um, one of the MoDOT vehicles that has the technology in it to send that alert, um, we were approaching it. And so the message that it does give now is hazard ahead. 
Uh, we weren't able to work with our partner and our vendor to put work zone ahead. Um, that would have been our preference, but we were limited on the messages. So it said hazard ahead, and then it said move over, slow down. And yeah, it sent the alert to us, um, audible alert, and you know gave us a, an advance warning so that you know we knew that we needed to move over and slow down. So exactly what you said, Dale. Yep. Well, I, I mean, I, to me, that was just. You know, I mean, you can't, you shouldn't, and you can't really watch your phone for yes. these. So I think that's that's great with the audible alert, and I think as technology advances, um, that'll that'll really improve things. I hope because I mean, people are so dependent on their devices. Yeah, and you know, sorry, I was just going to comment. You said as technology advances, because there are already the um, in in dashboard technology, so like Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram. Um, you do have the capability now in those vehicles to have the setting where it will send those alerts to you. Unfortunately, some folks don't know that, so they don't take the time to make sure that it, the, it is set up. So I would encourage folks to make sure that those settings, you know, do have that capability so you can get those alerts when you're traveling across, you know, the state of Missouri. We're going to have so many work zones this year. Um and then same thing, if you don't have those vehicles, you can do the Waze app or you can do the, the Google, like you said, or Apple Apple Maps. Okay, well, that's great information. So talking a lot about devices, and I think I know one of MoDOT's biggest initiatives is the Buckle Up Phone Down. Can you tell us a little bit about the program and, and how the audience may get involved and, and take the pledge? Yes, um, for sure. I have my Buckle Up Phone Down shirt on right now. Um, but yes, so we started Buckle Up Phone Down in 2017. And it is all about um, telling drivers there's just two simple and impactful actions that you can take to protect yourself. Um, and of course, also protect other folks that are out there on the highway. So it's simple. Just wear your seatbelt and put your phone down. So uh, we did start the BUPD initiative, like I said, in 2017, and it has definitely spread across Missouri, but we've also um, been fortunate because it's spread across the nation. So we have about a dozen other states now that are promoting Buckle Up Phone Down. Um, we have educational materials that are available. You can go out to our uh, Save Mo Live site, and you can um, have access to those materials. You can actually go take the BUPD pledge. It's uh, it's available to individuals and businesses. You can go out to www.modot.org slash BUPD. We certainly want to inspire others across the nation to adopt BUPD. Um, we just think that ultimately, if we can have that widespread recognition and engagement, that of course we'll have safer roads across the country. Um, we were also recently selected um, by the National Roadway Safety Strategy, which is another USDOT initiative um, where they're kind of doing a call to action to be able to get folks to engage in moving the nation to zero roadway deaths. And so BUPD is part of the toolkit for this national roadway safety strategy um, initiative. And so if you would go out to like the USDO, the USDOT site now, you would see BUPD as a as a, a tool that folks can use to be able to help them improve roadway safety. So that's exciting. Another just national way to promote BUPD. It's amazing how the program has grown over the last, I guess, almost six years now. So yeah, yeah. You know. 
and was Mo not the leader? Oh yeah. Um, and actually, um, Ed Hassinger, so our chief engineer, was the one who had the initial idea. And yeah, we've just continued that grassroots um, development of the initiative. We've engaged several partners and it's just continued to grow. So it's been a wonderful initiative. Great, congratulations on the success of that. Yeah, thank you. So, so what, what's one piece of advice you'd like to share with the traveling public when, with regards to work zone safety? I would just emphasize, of, of course, during National Work Zone Awareness Week, I wanna urge everyone to pay attention, drive the speed limit, watch out for highway workers while, you know, while they're out there doing what they need to do to be able to keep Missouri roadways safe and maintained. Um, let's make every week Work Zone Awareness Week so that everyone can make it home to their loved ones. I mean, we've had unfortunate tragedies that have occurred. Um, I think if folks, if you go out to the Show Me Zero, the strategic highway safety plan that I mentioned, there's really four just very simple actions that all of us can take. I think it would make a huge difference for our work zone safety, but also for just the safety of, of the traveling public in general. And that's buckle up, phone down, slow down, and drive sober. Um, we could see our number of fatalities plummet overnight if we could commit to those four simple actions. Yeah, and they are very simple actions. Uh, any parting thoughts as we wrap up here today? Well, I'd like to just thank you for the opportunity to be able to to do this um, talk today and to be able to raise awareness about you know some of the issues that we're dealing with with work zone safety and certainly thank you all for everything you do with MAPA. Um, you're a wonderful partner. Well, we appreciate the partnership with you all as well, Nicole. I mean, safety is for everybody. There's nothing proprietary about safety. We everybody we need to get everybody home from safe at the end of the day, whether it's traveling public, MoDOT, or or the contractors out in the work zone. So, thanks for being with us today. I'd just like to say thank you for listening to Asphalt Talk, the podcast by and for asphalt professionals. If you enjoyed listening and learned something, please leave us a review. The review will help us connect with other professionals like yourself so we can keep this conversation going. Google Translate doesn't work for web designer to paving company translations. You say hot mix and it thinks you're talking about the latest snack craze. Wouldn't it be nice to work with a designer who knows the difference between binders and bitumen? Work with folks who have been speaking your language for the past 17 years. Visit maycreate.com, that's M-A-Y-E create.com, because if you think your website sucks, so does everyone else.